Well, welcome to the On Mission Together podcast here with Bishop Carter. Welcome, Bishop Carter. Thank you, Jason. It's your podcast, so I'll be turning this over to you in future weeks. Um, But this first week, we thought it'd be awesome to kind of interview you a little bit about the mission, the vision, and the mindsets that we've created. And uh, so that's what you're going to get to hear first here. We're going to even do a feedback grid, so you'll get a tool uh, as we kind of go through this. Um, But today, we're going to talk about On Mission Together what the mission is, and then the three big pieces of the vision that we have crafted and cultivated over the past six to eight months. So um, excited to see that, excited to bring the podcast to you all. It's going to be a a great resource, I think, for uh, Methodist clergy, Methodist uh, laity, everybody across the board, I think, are going to be uh, encouraged by this. So Bishop Carter, maybe just share, uh, as we kind of open up, what is your uh, vision for the podcast, and why do you want to have this podcast, and what's it going to kind of be about? Well, thank you, Jason, and thanks uh, to those who are listening. Uh, I think we're just trying to get clearer about what our purpose is, what our mission is. That's just really important in a time when there are just tremendous uh, needs out there, spiritual needs, human needs, needs for community. Uh, We have gifted leaders, but leaders need a lot more support, Mm -hmm. it seems, than they used to receive. And, of course, set all of that in a context of a very divided country and world uh, and sometimes church. Uh, And so over the past few months with with We Are Curio, a lot of our leaders, uh, lay leaders and clergy leaders, have been working on uh, trying to get more clarity about what our mission is, what our vision is, not in terms of a a mantra, but mm-hmm. something that actually shapes what we do and how we how we live together. So the mission uh, that we discerned was um, equipping leaders to make disciples of Jesus for the transformation of communities across Florida and beyond. And we kind of kept it like very similar to what the overall mission was, but tell us a little bit about how we contextualized it a little bit. Sure. And of course, the the United Methodist Church's mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Uh, An annual conference differs from a local church in that we really are equipping leaders, lay leaders, clergy leaders, uh, and we really we have tremendous leadership resources in Florida. I think we're just gifted by God with these different leaders all across our state. And so at an annual conference level, we really try to equip leaders, whether that's young clergy, mm-hmm. whether that's fresh expressions leaders, whether that's large church pastors, whether that's racial ethnic leaders, women clergy. Uh, and we try to equip them, and, and we'll talk about that more in the future. Sometimes that's about resilience. Sometimes it's about spiritual gifts, uh, et cetera. And, but we're equipping them to make disciples of Jesus. That's kind of foundational, uh, that people know Jesus, that they follow him, that they're in a relationship with him, that they're on a spiritual journey with him, that they become passionate about that. Um, it, it starts there because if we're, if we're, if it's not about discipleship, then it's just about our human efforts or our ego Mm -hmm. or our desire for power or control or to be noticed. And that just leads to a very difficult place. Yeah. We were talking with, uh, Sharon Austin the other day, she was in the studio and we talked about how the methods have to serve the mission, not vice versa, the mission serving the method. So it's like, I feel like this was in some ways an an alignment behind that idea that all of the methods that we do at the the Florida conference 
are in service of this great mission that we get to all do together. So um, we kind of ended with that tagline a little bit on mission together. Maybe speak just a little bit about that, what that kind of phrase means to you or to the conference. Well, I think it, uh, to me, it has a sense of movement. Mm -hmm. And I think at our best, uh, Methodist people have always been a movement, not so much an institution or a bureaucracy, but we're moving somewhere. We're migrating somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and where God takes us where we are, moves us to a new place. Uh, and so on mission has a sense of we're on a journey. We're on a mission. Think about Apostle Paul and his missionary journeys or John Wesley and Francis Asbury mm-hmm. and, and how they moved across parts of the world. Uh, and so on mission and then the together piece is just essential because we just know that if we're equipping leaders uh, heroic solo leaders mm. uh, are just not what we're trying to produce. Mm, that's good. Uh, it's not healthy. Yeah. It's not sustainable. It, it does great harm sometimes to the person, sometimes to the church. We can think about heroic solo leaders uh, and um, sometimes who are very visible. So on mission together simply means we're trying to do this together. Right. That's good. Yeah. I've always heard that saying that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together, I think it is. Absolutely. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that relates. Well, cool. Well, let's get into the vision a little bit. Um, like Bishop Carter said, we weren't trying to come up with any new little like phrases or taglines. We literally felt like we were doing archaeological work with uh, all of the leaders of the Florida UMC to say, hey, what is already here how can we highlight that, celebrate it, and really get behind it and champion it? So the three things that came out of that were courageous leadership, missional engagement, and spirit-led innovation. Uh, I really like all three of those. Let's start with courageous leadership. Um, what does that, that vision and piece of the vision mean to you? I think uh, first that it simply begins with courage, uh, which is uh, really trying to keep uh, our eyes focused on God mm-hmm. um, and uh, to try to be grounded enough in that uh, to uh, to be able to lead out of those values and yeah. out of that faith. Uh, and we can think about Christian leaders throughout history from the Apostle Paul to uh, Mother Teresa to Martin Luther King Jr. to mm-hmm. Oscar Romero, uh, courageous leaders, and, and that's needed now. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so how do we as a, an annual conference have people's backs? Yeah. How do we support that? Now, it's not just that the clergy are courageous leaders. There are courageous lay leaders mm-hmm. in every community, yeah. in every church. And the clergy, it's a shared leadership. But, uh, but the courage is really to be grounded enough for it not to be about popularity, for it not to be, again, about ego. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but courage is really about uh, being deeply grounded in faith mm-hmm. uh, and deeply grounded in um, in doing the works of, of mercy, doing the works of justice, uh, and leading people in that, yeah. uh, walking with people in that. Uh, and it kind of cuts both ways. It's, uh, it's not just that leaders have a vision that's courageous and they... They lay that on the church or the lay people, but mm-hmm. it's lay and clergy leaders together discerning what does courage look like in St. Augustine? What does mm, courage look good. like in Miami? What does it look like in Lakeland or Tallahassee? Uh, and uh, that's where you really see things catch fire. 
That's really cool. Uh, and so we try to support that. Uh, we have a lot of resources in our annual conference to support that, to help people become uh, more courageous preachers, uh, leaders, teachers. Uh, and uh, so that's really what that means to me. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I love that question. What does courage mean in your context? Because it is going to be different for everyone. And as you're speaking, I thought like, you know, what? how can we be courageous in these times that are divisive? And sometimes mm-hmm. like having the ability to try to bring unity wherever you're at is a courageous effort because it's so easy to go to one side or the other. Um, so that's not everybody's call, but it seems like that's one of the things that could be a courageous step is how do yeah. you be a unifier? It's like there's there's all these different ways to be courageous. How do you do it in your context? Sure. And I think like recently we had... Uh, um, our national experience of, of separating families at borders uh, and courageous leadership. What it looks like is not uh, forcing people to into a right or left kind of thing, but it's trying to help discern to people what's right and what's wrong. Mm, you know, good. in terms of people, in terms of children, in terms of families, uh, and so a courageous leader does speak to that, but also listens and doesn't pack, back people in a, to a corner, but helps lead us all to a place where it's rooted in the gospels, where it's rooted in, you know, God's love of children, God's yeah. love of all the nations. Uh, and I think um, courageous leadership looks different in different contexts, uh, but it's kind of like we know it when we see it. I like that. Know? Not right or left, but yeah. right or wrong. That's yeah. good. Um Let's talk about missional engagement. Uh, I know that was a big word. We even used the word mission, uh, you know, kind of in the tagline. All of the artifacts that I looked at all had some sense of like being missional in it. So it was like we really felt like that was something that was core to what you all are about. Um, so missional engagement, what does that mean to you? Why is that an important piece of the vision? Mission. The mission of God simply means to me that that God so loves the world uh, and that God cares about us as uh, people, as, as, as embodied people. So God doesn't just care about our spirit. Mm-hmm. God cares about our spirit and our bodies. Uh, and I, I, I've often thought that in previous generations, uh, people went as missionaries to other countries and often were only allowed in those countries uh, in order to grow food or to do health care or to teach, mm-hmm. like to start schools or be school principals or literacy. Uh, and those relate to the basic dreams I've, I've often thought every parent has for their child when they wake up that morning. They want their child to have food that day. They want their child to be healthy. They want their child to be able to learn. Uh, that's just a basic human thing, whether you're Haitian, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Korean, Anglo, African-American, African. And so missional engagement for the church, for disciples of Jesus, means uh, engaging people in those ways. Because if people are concerned about their own health, their own poverty, their own hunger, Mm -hmm. uh, that's a part of their spiritual need. We don't divorce that. Mm -hmm. And... uh, and that's part of, to, to get theological, that's what the incarnation is. It's, be, it's God in the flesh. That God doesn't just relate to us as disembodied spirits. Mm-hmm. But missional, so missional engagement is about caring for people after a natural disaster like Irma or Maria. It's about 
tutoring children who are already falling behind in school. It's about people in prison. It's about uh, the laws of our state that really privilege some of us and really make life hard for some others. Uh, it's about our children's home. I could go on and on, but yeah. that, you know, again, that's missional engagement. And, and when it happens, it's wonderful. It, 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 it's life and not death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big change in my mind. I mean, it was years ago, but when, I forget who said it, maybe it was Alan Hirsch, someone, but this idea of everyone's a missionary, like you should see yourself Absolutely. wherever you're at, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you are a, a member of the clergy, like we're all on this mission together. And cha- that change of mindset that, oh, I'm actually, I have a mission um, to to go out and to engage people and make the world a better place and use the the funds that I create for good. You know, it's like everybody can kind of embrace that role of missionary, not just sometimes you go overseas, but not always. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So uh, the third piece of the vision, uh, spirit-led innovation, uh, I feel like I haven't heard those two words together uh, really ever. And so we, we put them together, and I really like that, like spirit-led innovation. Tell us a little bit about what that means to you, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really neat. Uh, well, I love the putting those words together, spirit-led yeah. innovation, kind of Holy Spirit innovation. And of course, we believe in the Trinity. We believe in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit does uh, creative, yeah. amazing, surprising things in us, just like in the New Testament. Yep. Uh, and so, I think for the church, that means we just don't get stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't get stuck in what we did in the '50s and '60s and '70s, and and we're just looking at what changes. And of course, in our world. There are profound innovations. Technology is yeah. a profound innovation. Uh, healthcare is a profound innovation. People moving from place to place is a profound innovation. Uh, and so, what does that mean for disciples of Jesus, for leaders? Uh, and you've been, you and Hillary have been very helpful to us uh, mm-hmm. through We Are Curio with uh, the work on MLab, helping right. people to learn. Uh, to lead in new ways. I think in the Florida Conference, the Fresh Expressions Movement, which is has been a movement. Mm-hmm. You know, we now have 172 Fresh Expressions of Church, which are outside the walls of churches. So the idea, hey, we don't necessarily assume people are going to come on our turf, into our doors, and sit in our space uh, and learn from us, but we're going to go out yeah. to where they are and listen to them. And and so innovation is really about, um, another word is improvisation. It's taking mm-hmm. the same music, the same notes, yeah. uh, but singing a new song with it. And I think people want uh, permission to do that, and they want uh, not to be punished if they fail when they do right. it. And they want to be networked with other people who are trying to do that. And I think one of the messages we're trying to get across is we value the tradition. I mm-hmm. love the phrase uh, tradition to innovation mm-hmm. because uh, we value the tradition. And alongside that, we love the innovation. Most, we're, we're trying to be both and yeah. people. So that. we're not disparaging what might happen at, on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. But we're saying that something else can happen. That's good. Not in that space and not in that time. And we believe the Holy Spirit is a part of that. Right. Our, for us at the company, we always say innovation is just change that adds new value. Absolutely. So for us, it's not like 
deconstructing everything and burning down the system. It's no, it's like, how can I bring new value to this context? So everyone from uh, someone who might be greeting people to the people on stage, it's like, if you come up with a new way, say you're a greeter and you know how to greet people better, that's an innovation. Like if, if you find a way to communicate better as a communicator, that's an innovation. So it's like, how can you make that accessible and how can you add more value? Um, so yeah, that's for us innovation. And then I thought improvisation is such a good way to put it too. And so I think a lot of people are afraid to do improv. It's a little scary. It's right. a little like you're you're going out into the unknown. You don't know if it's going to work. Um, and that permission that I've heard from you and from just different leaders in the movement, I think is so refreshing. And I think a lot of people have found that refreshing to hear like, oh, I can try something new and it's not going to just be shot down. I think that's such a cool thing that you guys are doing. So, um, so yeah, so those are the three vision pieces. Anything that you would like to add um, that we might have missed on the vision or the mission? Uh, only to say that the, the vision is something we have seen in Florida. So this is not like mm -hmm. we hope to see this in the future. We've never seen it in the past. Right. Uh, we've seen courageous leaders all across our state. We've seen profound missional engagement. We've seen innovation. Many of our churches are as healthy as they are because people have been innovative. I'm talking about 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And so this is no sense in which there's a judgment on what hasn't happened. It's just we want uh, the amazing things that are happening to be multiplied yeah. and to flourish. Uh, and we want to make it possible for there to be more courageous leadership, more missional engagement, more spirit-led innovation. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, and we will be talking next about our mindsets. So join us for that. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you.